0: Because if you keep going every week and faking it, and the way you deal with the, your inner turmoil is by just faking it, years are going to go by, and guess what? You're a fake. Yeah, you're never going to be connected yeah, with God. You you are a fake.
1: And that's that's indicative of a bumper sticker, mm-hmm. right? It's basically like a lie. Yeah, You're just flat out lying, yeah. man. You ain't keeping it real. you you putting on a facade for everybody else, but God knows the truth. Yeah. So you can trick everybody else, but you can't trick God. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bumper Sticker Faith, a.k.a. BS Faith. I'm Lewis Dooley. This is my brother Sam Key over here. And, uh, man, we got an interesting topic today. Some of it's relevant to current events, but I think you're going to like it. But before we jump in, we just want to um, thank people who've been supporting us. So, shout out to Shirley uh, for supporting us. Thank being um, um, Being in our crew, the BS crew. You know, everybody should want to be in the BS crew. <laughs> so, uh, we need some more people in the crew, right, Sam? Yeah, we do. Um, but, um... Thank you guys who watch this, who listen to this on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We just ask, hey, if you've been liking what we're putting out, then uh, like us. Maybe share it with some people that you think it would be beneficial to. But uh, I'm going to quit talking right now so we can go ahead and dig in. So Sam, what we got today? Well,
0: the BS crew, we're going to talk about BS today. We are going to talk about bumper stickers today. Now, we've been moving along. I don't know what episode number... This is, um, I don't know if it's 12, 13, I don't know what it is. Don't give me the line. But uh, but we got, a, we got a few in the hopper, which is good. But we ha- haven't spent an episode kind of acknowledging what uh, bumper sticker faith is and talking about it. So I thought we would talk about bumper sticker faith and what it is and uh, how you can avoid it. Because we want to help people detect their BS, and be aware of it. But then, uh, I thought that was our spouse's job to detect the BS. <laughs> I guess maybe not. <laughs> they do that all the time. Anyways, that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> different topic for different Yeah. Day. Blessed spouse, BS, mm, that's for go, sure. There you go. So what is, what is, what is bumper sticker faith? What are we about here? Wait
1: a minute. Before you jump in, like yeah. what's today? Oh, Today. Today's Wednesday, isn't
0: it? And today is bump day. Bump, not hump day. Not but
1: hump day. Bump day. <laughs> bump. Bumper sticker. That's right. That's when we release our episode. So I just had to throw that <laughs> in. What genius idea that somebody had. So this is hump day, y'all. Bump day. Bump day. I'm sorry. All bump right. day. I already so messed it up.
0: Wednesdays. Wednesdays is bump. It's no longer hump day, but it's bump day. Bump for day. You. All yep. right. So imagine first of all, like you have a car and it's all raggedy rusty falling apart but you you know you want to you you want to keep it a little longer so you get bumper stickers and you stick them on your car to try to make it look better and the hold the fender to the quarter panel to hold everything together that wouldn't work obviously no nope. uh, bumper stickers aren't sufficient to hold uh, something together that's kind of like what bumper sticker faith is
1: mm, okay to how me, so
0: to me that's what it is we have these bumper stickers that we put on our life we put out in front these like slogans or beliefs or cliches that we think hold our life together we think make us look good but we're in danger of falling apart unless we do something about Mm. it so that's the image I want uh, people to have in their head and um, uh, bumper stickers are are dangerous not only because we're in danger of falling apart but we're unaware of what's actually going on inside of us, and we we talked about this in the Oscar episode, and we use the example of uh, Will Smith and, and Chris Rock. Everyone's familiar with that. Hopefully, uh, if you've been uh, listening, and if you not, go back and listen to it. <laughs> yeah, but 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 to use Will Smith as as an example, and and I could use myself as an example, like everybody. So it's not picking on him. Uh, but uh, the kind of the theory was that we talked about, like he had maybe these um, issues that he hadn't dealt with, some anger that he hadn't dealt with, maybe w- with relationship with his wife, what was going on. And, but he kind of put on this bumper sticker on the outside that, hey, I'm Mr. Nice Guy, I'm Mr. Family Man, I'm Mr. River to my people, as he said later on that night. Like, I'm all this good stuff. And he was kind of hiding the fact that there was this other... Uh, That he was falling apart on the Mm. inside, and uh, and so he showed like bumper sticker faith, whether he realized it or not. And we all do that. I've done that before, and uh, we don't want to live like that. We want to learn to detect our bumper stickers and address them. And so, I I just have um, like a series of examples from so so just to get some
1: clarity from that example. Like, are you saying that? There was something like deep inside of Will that he either was aware or maybe unaware of that just built up, culminated in that moment where he just acted out of character. Yes, both of those.
0: Maybe he was aware. Maybe he wasn't aware of it. And that's kind of the that can be the dangerous part of it uh, when you're not aware that it's there and and you actually believe your own BS. Mm, Wow. That's when it really gets uh, dangerous for you when Mm. you actually believe that. He's probably walking into the Oscars. He he probably said to himself, I would never dream of walking up on an Oscar stage and slapping the host during a live performance. Yeah. But when whenever you say I would never do something, you better watch out. Mm, never say never. Huh? Never say never. <laughs> We're going to get to some examples uh, of that. Okay. Too. So I thought it'd be helpful to um, give examples from the Bible to be a sort of you ready for this? A BS detector. Uh-oh. A BS detector for us to help you detect uh, your own bumper stickers and to address them. And I have a, a variety of examples that um, uh, people will kind of get the idea. So the first one, well, before I get to the first one, though, like why we use the, the um, bumper stickers, we use them for like, I can think of like four reasons. One is compulsion. Like, we use them because we think we have to. And, uh, like, I think this is big in, like, Christian circles, too, where, you know, the typical uh, Jesus is the answer to everything Sunday school answer. Like, we think we're supposed to be a certain way. We are kind of feel this compulsion, like, I'm always supposed to be nice, or I'm always supposed to be this way or that way, and this is the way Christians should act. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's a dangerous area. So we put on a bumper sticker out of compulsion. No, another reason is for concealment, to hide something, maybe that we did and we know it, we failed in one area and so we put on the opposite persona on the outside to, to hide something. So we
1: act like extra nice yeah. or we be extra Christian yeah. because we feel shame because of, of some sinful act we did? Yeah. Okay.
0: Like maybe, maybe going back to our porn clown episodes, maybe there is something... Uh, uh, shameful and sinful sexually that we did in the past. So then therefore on the surface to everyone else in church, we're like this pure, extra good, godly and we condemn okay. all the other That's ad- a great example. Adultery and all that. Yeah. That we we, we see. act like we're mortified when we hear yeah. about somebody failing morally,
1: you know, sexually yeah, or something like that. I would never do that. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. That wow. That's a deep one right there. Yeah.
0: So compulsion, concealment, embellishment is another reason we do it. Uh, so, um, we'll embellish some positive aspect of ourselves, uh, and in, in order to cover over a very negative aspect that we don't like about ourselves. And we'll get to examples about that. Okay. Or maybe just ignorance. We do it. And that's kind of the dangerous one. Like I said, where we're not even aware that we're doing it. We're ignorant that we're using these, uh, these bumpers. So stickers. that would be like a blind bumper sticker. Yeah, like a blind um, spot. Yeah, blind spot, and that's where like your spouse, (laughs) a BS BS. comes in handy. A blind spot bumper sticker. Yeah, yeah. There you go. (laughs) So the first example that I want to talk about to help us detect our bumper stickers is from Judas. Judas Mm. Iscariot, uh, specifically in John chapter twelve. So in John twelve, you have Mary. I think it's Mary. Yeah, it's Mary, coming to Jesus and taking this ointment. Uh, this perfume of Nard, very expensive, and uh, pouring it out on Jesus, anointing his feet and wiping it with her hair. And then Judas comes right away, immediately, it says he was, uh, he condemned her, he scolded her and said, why, w- why wasn't this perfume sold and all the money given to the poor? Like, so on the surface, his bumper sticker that he was hiding behind was, I'm Mr. Compassion. <laughs>
1: Well, he was like Mr. Generous. I'm Mr. Generous. Like, let's be
0: compassionate yeah. toward
1: the poor and let's be generous. Yeah. But all the while, he wants to fill his money bag. Yeah.
0: And that's what the text says next. It says Judas said this because he was a he actually was a thief and he used to pocket some of the money for himself. And in f- fact, he he was such a thief that he sold the Son of God, Jesus, for thirty pieces of silver. So you see, this is a very glaring example of on the surface he portrayed this bumper sticker.
1: Yeah, and he like scolded the other people. And like, how like you guys like you should be like me. Like <laughs> yeah. be compassionate towards the poor and be generous with money instead yeah. of wasting it. Right? The spiritual application yeah. is like we're honoring and worshiping the Lord, right? But mm. then he turns into a worldly application. Like, look at me, this is what I would do with the money. Yeah. And look at you guys just wasting it. Do you see that anywhere in
0: culture today?
1: Man, all over the place, man. I see it on Facebook everywhere yeah. you look, man. Every day's picture of posts is like everything is roses and i'm sure sometimes it is but but there's issues and problems you know maybe mm. we ought to create a fake book or not a fake <laughs> not a fake book we ought to create some kind of social media where people put their issues out there like
0: a bs group
1: like a bs book yeah a book of bs yeah BS i don't know group. man
0: that, that's we got to think about that yeah we do so in in this judas example in his To use his example as a BS detector question, I would encourage you to go into your life and look at where you condemn other people. Now, I'm not saying there's a bumper sticker there. You may have a legitimate reason. But wherever you scold people in life, wherever you condemn other people, just sniff around. (laughs) Sniff around t- for some BS because maybe you're putting on a front. Maybe mm. you're trying to hide something. Maybe you're aware of it. Maybe you're not aware of it. But that's definitely an area where you can mm, discover okay. your BS. Look at where you condemn other people. Another one I can think of is the example from Peter. Okay. Now, Peter um, was, uh, 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 he wasn't Judas. He was a healthy, all for Jesus kind of good disciple. Yeah. And in, uh, it's in Matthew um, twenty six, where Jesus says, and I kind of want to get this right, but Jesus says something like, uh, "All of you will fall away from me." All and he's talking to his disciples. All of you will um, fall away from me. But Peter says, "What does he say?"
1: Like, like, not me, Lord. Like, yeah. you got me twisted.
0: Yeah, I'll never <laughs> fall away.
1: Like, I'll never yeah, fall okay. away from you. Okay, and, right.
0: and Jesus fires back, and he's like, "Peter, like, before the rooster crows." like you're going to deny me three times actually you're going to you're going to be the worst yeah 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 almost so he says um, Jesus said you will all fall away because of me this night for it is written i will strike the shepherd and his sheep of the flock will be scattered and peter answered though they all fall away because of you i will never fall away mm.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's some BS right there. Yeah. That's some thick and that, And, that, and that's,
1: this is an example of what you mentioned earlier. Like, I think he legitimately meant that. Yeah. I don't think he was like, this would be the stand up right thing to say. Yeah. But in my heart, like, man, forget this dude. Like, I ain't finna go through nothing for you. Yeah.
0: I think he genuinely he meant did. what he said. So it was a blind spot. Yeah. You and know? That's why that one was like, that's really dangerous when you're not aware of your own BS. Mm. And so that's why I'm giving these uh bs detector questions so that you can learn to detect them and so in this example it would the way to detect it would be to go to those areas of life where you make a bold stand about things yeah wow. where you use strong vows like i would never do this i'm
1: always gonna do yes
0: always never those are great um, those are great <laughs> questions great words great to words. eliminate from your vocabulary <laughs> yeah <laughs> especially dealing with your spouse
1: yeah yeah but that's a different topic so when different. you
0: hear yourself saying those things and maybe go back on your uh, social media feeds and read what you've written and how the vows the kind of vows you've made and then sniff around there Because chances are you're you may be hiding something that you're unaware of some something bad something falling apart is lurking underneath. So we're looking for
1: places where we condemn people, and then we're looking for places where we're like confessing things, like. Making Stand, making proclamations yeah, or declarations, yeah. you know, of what I'll never do or what I'll
0: always do. Bold statements, big vows. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't okay. James talk about just hey, just let your yes be yes and, and your, your no name be name. no? Yep. Don't don't like make these huge yep. these huge vows. Uh, another example. Uh, let's go to the Pharisee in Luke 18. So Jesus uh, tells a story about a Pharisee and a tax collector. And the, the tax collector couldn't even lift his eyes to heaven but beat his breast and said, Lord Jesus Christ, yeah, yeah. have mercy on me, a sinner. Meanwhile, the Pharisee was over there and he's saying, Lord, I thank you that I'm not like other men because I fast, I mm. give, I do all these things, and I'm not like this tax collector over here. Yep, yep. Right? So in that example, and, and that was his BS he was spinning. Right. Yeah, he's
1: trying to get everybody to look at him and think he's some great godly person. Yeah. He's the one that's like lording all these made-up laws yeah. over the yeah. Jewish people, like keeping them in bondage. Yeah, and
0: Jesus said, didn't Jesus say in that example that it was the tax collector who was justified, not the Pharisee? Oh, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. That's what he said. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that really proves that the Pharisee had BS because Jesus said, this guy isn't even justified, but the tax collector is the yep. justified one, right? Yep, so in this example, look in the areas of your life when you think you're better and when you announce your merits yep. <laughs> to everyone and uh, when you think that you're not like other people. So those kind of areas. Uh, anytime you announce your merits publicly, wh- whatever it is, no matter how big or small, yep. look for the BS behind those.
1: Yeah, so it says... Um, I tell you, this man went to his house justified rather than the other, the tax collector. For everyone who exalts himself will mm-hmm. be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Mm. So it's this idea of us being down lifts the Lord up. But when we lift ourselves up, then we're like putting the Lord down. Like mm-hmm. we're exalting ourselves almost like, you know, Satan in heaven. Yeah. Exalting himself, you know, wanting to be equal with yeah. the Most High. Yeah. So, yeah, that, this is a good example, yeah. man. This is a good example. He's like, I fast twice a week. I pay tithes of everything I get. But this tax collector, you know, and he's over here beating his breast, mm-hmm. saying, God, be merciful for me, to me, the sinner. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's being humble. He's wow. he's admitting his sin. There's other guys, is basically saying I don't sin. Look at all the good mm-hmm. stuff I'm doing. And that's, that's indicative of a bumper sticker, mm-hmm. right? It's basically like a lie. Yeah. you just flat out lying, yeah. man. You ain't keeping it real. you you putting on a facade for everybody else, but
0: God knows the truth. Yeah.
1: So you can trick everybody else,
0: but you can't trick God. Yeah. We've seen people like this in our lives before, people whose lives are wrecked, whether yep. it's a homeless person on the side of the street talking to themselves. Yeah. Like we've seen, people who are a wreck or beating themselves up, and and what and what do you say to yourself? Do you say to yourself, "Wow, I think thank God that I'm not like this guy"? Do Do you announce to yourself or to others your your merits and how how you stand apart or, and are different and the right things that you've done in life? That's some that's some BS. So whenever you catch yourself doing that, look for some bumper stickers. Yeah,
1: I'm, I know. For me, you know, being in ministry full time and encountering there's there's like two groups of people I encounter regularly people mm-hmm. who are literally like locked up and then people who are Christians i don't encounter many people who are in the free world that aren't Christians cuz all my work happens in a facility mm-hmm. where there's not many Christians so i get a lot of non-believers inside and i feel like the authenticity of the guys in prison is so much more mm-hmm than the people out here that I deal with that are Christians mm-hmm. because everything is like shiny happy people
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know and it's like I just know that ain't true and the tension for me is like because I am in ministry full time my natural inclination and and it probably like makes my wife mad or mm-hmm. gets her upset that I'm quick to be one to like put my junk I call it my junk yeah. my sin yeah. and put my insecurities mm-hmm. or my failures out there right and when I do that, man, like, people, like, mm-hmm. their response most of the time mm-hmm. is, like, they're startled, mm-hmm. they're speechless, mm-hmm. or they'll give me some, like, Bible, like Bible mm-hmm. verse, as if not. When I say this, I don't mean this in arrogance, but, like, as if I don't know that verse mm-hmm. already, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know I know what Scripture says, but knowing it and putting it into practice and living mm-hmm. it perfectly out mm-hmm. is two
0: different things. Why do you think people are more authentic in prison settings? And I, and I, I know you're right. But why is that? Because they're willing to admit that this is who I am. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. You know, <clears throat> I'm here. <laughs> there's something yeah. wrong. Now with that me. doesn't
1: mean there's not a lots of people that are incarcerated who feel that they're innocent. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, so there's plenty of people. But in there those who's like, I who are trying here. to become healthy are very apt and quick to admit their. Their, yeah, their false yeah, mistake. Yeah. And to be real about them because they know that that's a pathway to health.
1: Yeah, yeah. The people out here don't want to admit it because they're going to, like, lose status. They yeah. may lose relationships. Yeah. Like, they have a lot of worldly things that they stand to lose or so they think. Mm-hmm. And so they only are putting the things out there like this Just Pharisee. like the Pharisee, yeah. 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 Putting and, you know, out and the and, and, wow. and I can't stand that, man. It's like... Yep. I got to be around people that keep it real. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I'm not going to sit here and say that there are times mm-hmm. that I'm not keeping it real. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I am. And I feel a tension that, in a sense, I've gotten, to a certain degree, sucked into that. Mm-hmm. Because now I, I find when the shoe's on the other foot and somebody is, which rarely happens out here, as admitting something like in their life that's mm-hmm. sinful to me that now I'm being like the person that I'm criticized or critiquing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? it's like, man, like, and afterwards I'm thinking, man, what's wrong with you? Like, that ain't real, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. That is not real. Wow.
0: All right. Let's go to another uh, example here. Um, here's a quick one. Uh, the Apostle Paul in Acts chapter 8, when he was uh, ravaging the church, like, And and he was was condemning Christian, putting them in prison and that killing Stephen. Yeah. Right. So this one would be look at where you think you're doing a God of God a favor by ridding the world of heresy. (laughs) Like, look at where you think you're doing God a favor by getting rid of heretics. Yeah,
1: Kind of like Jesus turned over the money changers. Yeah. He really was doing godly work. Right. Yeah. But so many of us or so many people I've heard use that scripture as uh comparing their like righteous indignation mm-hmm. towards something, but it's not. It's their own personal indignation.
0: Because the Pharisees and religious leaders were actually accusing Jesus of the heresy by doing that. Correct, correct.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but he was like, you know, that the guy's house of worship wasn't yeah. to be selling yeah. like these animals for yeah. sacrifice. So he was righteously doing an act, but so many people in the name of Jesus making a whip and flipping over money changers that their their indignation towards something that's wrong, whether it be like abortion or same sex mm-hmm. marriage or taking prayer out of schools, like people get so bent out of shape yeah. and so up in arms that now their like vehement language or their attitude or their like ready just to kill someone. Angry, ready to kill <laughs> yeah. someone is okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. It's
1: not okay. Yeah. Don't compare what Jesus did in yeah. the temple to you over here yeah. with the school board or this abortion clinic, when you're acting a doggone fool over yeah. here, you ain't representing Christ yeah. well, but that's your own fleshly desire mm-hmm. where you feel like I'm operating and mm-hmm. Jesus is proud of me. No, you making mm-hmm. a fool of yourself and making people hate
0: yeah. Christianity and Jesus yeah. even more. Yeah, they smell your BS. They smell it, man. They smell it. Here's, a, here's an interesting one. Look at where you trust in the right doctrines to help you feel right with God Um, as Israel did in Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 4. So in Jeremiah uh, chapter 7, uh, you have this situation where the people weren't living the right way. They they weren't taking care of the poor. They weren't uh, living out their faith. And instead, they just trusted in their right doctrine. And they had this phrase that they would repeat to themselves, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord. They would chant that. They would repeat that. That was the right doctrine. They they said to themselves uh, over and over, like, we're God's chosen people. We have the oracles of God. We have the temple. We're His. Uh, he chose us, like on and on. Like, we're, we're going to be okay. We're safe. Let's just hide in the temple of the Lord, chant this doctrine to ourselves, and we're good. And God's like, you're not safe. You're not good. You can't hide behind your doctrine. If your life doesn't match up with it, you're 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 not okay so this uh, this bumper sticker would be look at those doctrines that you're putting all of your trust in but then your life doesn't live up to that Mm, okay you're you're orthodoxy and you don't have any orthopraxy Mm. to back it up you don't have the practices (laughs) you're not enfleshing it you're not living it out but and then you think you're okay so you believe that god is love and you'll say that but then you'll go be a jerk yeah you're not demonstrating love towards people yeah wow Uh, interesting
1: that's interesting
0: or online (laughs) you're a jerk or that's that's that that's or to your wife or to to your kids Yep, exactly. And then the flip side of that is the opposite. So you trust in your right ways. So you are a very kind and generous person. You give to to the poor. You take care of people. You're Mr. Very Nice, Mrs. Very Nice. But yet you don't have the right doctrine. Mm. That's a bumper sticker as well. And Paul addresses that in 1 Corinthians 6, 9. Where he says, okay, you Corinthians, you have the right doctrines, but your lives are a mess. And so he says, uh, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't be deceived, neither the sexually or moral. Mm-hmm. And he has this long list of sinful, regular actions and behaviors that, hey, don't deceive yourself. Like, if... Um, it, and it's the opposite. You you have the right ways, but you don't believe the right doctrines.
1: So that would be like just any person who considers themselves like morally good, mm-hmm. but don't believe in or accept Christ as yeah. their Savior. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Don't. So any, any like non for profit organization that's not Christian. Yeah. You know, like maybe I don't know if the Red Cross is a Christian mm-hmm. organization or not, but like... Any humanitarian group or NGO that's doing great work mm-hmm. to water for people, food for people, and stuff like that, but their belief in God is not doctrinally accurate mm-hmm. as it pertains to the Bible. So they can do all the good they want to do, but at the end of the day, like they're going to hell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And and it and it's. I you know want to be sensitive because those groups are doing great things and I, the danger would be to think that because I'm doing all these great things then that's all I need to it's do is earning favor yeah from I'm, someone I'm, somewhere I'm earning God's favor He'll love me and accept me because of this it's,
1: it could be earning karma's karma's yeah. favor I mean you know some something other than Jesus yeah. Right. I'm earning something. Yeah. And I think there are some people that do good that don't even believe in a creator. Mm-hmm. They're just doing it because yeah. they feel like it's the right thing to do. And, you know, it's sad that you. I mean, it's good and it's bad. It's good that you got so many people in the world that are doing good humanitarian work. But it's the name that they're doing it in. that mm-hmm. makes it bad because if it's not being done in the name of Christ, like. Unfortunately, like we know their destination Mm -hmm. eternally
0: and that that idea may rile people up when you think about it on like that macro level. But as soon as you bring it down to like a one on one relationship with someone else, you'll see what we mean. You'll see how it falls apart. So, for instance, in your relationship with someone else, if I'm constantly doing things for you, thinking that I'll earn your favor and your love, then that's a problem. Rather than you just loving me unconditionally. Yep, so at the personal yep. level, we see how that breaks down. That that if you're thinking that based on how you look, how you act, uh, all those things, then that therefore that person should love you. That's pretty twisted. Yeah, like, and, that's and, no and, way to live.
1: And actually, like doing that is not. You're not going to really get real love. I don't think. Yeah, and you're not. going to Especially
0: gonna get- if it's a person
1: that's giving it to you for those what yeah. you can do for them. Yeah. That's like a. A uh, fair-weather friend type love, you know, is what you've done for me lately. Yep. You know, I'll give you my love. Yeah. But if you ain't done nothing for me, I ain't got nothing That's for you. That's twisted. Yep. So
0: another area is uh, it comes from Isaiah 29, verse 13, where um, where God's people uh, drew near to Him with their mouth and worshipped Him with their lips, but their hearts were far from Him. So look where you draw near with your mouth and honor God with your lips, but your heart's not from Him. Mm. I mean, your heart's not with him. So in this area, I would say, look at your worship <clears throat> routine. Look at your word. You may have a great worship routine, mm. but your heart's far from God. Mm. You may go through the motions, yeah. say the right things with your mouth, sing the right songs with their lips. Wow. With your lips. I have a friend. Um, he's a pastor. Dave Mud is his name, and uh, he used to be a worship leader, and he's he. he Whenever he would start a worship set, he would always say something like this uh, almost every time. And I loved it. He he said, um, Christians aren't allowed to lie, but only when we sing worship songs. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> because he says that's when we that's when we lie the most. Like we're yep. we're seeing these great things, but our hearts aren't into it. Yep. We, our lives aren't aren't living it out. So. Yeah. So look at those areas. Sniff I around think that's, those a, that's areas. a great one right there, man. Yep.
1: You know, I think that happens probably just as often, if not more than any of the other ones that you said. Yeah, because I know for me personally, and, and this this is hopefully not what you're exactly talking about. But like I can think of times in my life where there's something going on in my my heart where I'm at service and I'm singing the songs and I'm praying, but my mind is a million miles away. Mm-hmm. And I just I just from a spiritual standpoint, I'm not really connecting like mm-hmm. I maybe even want to. But because there's something mm-hmm. unresolved in me, like maybe me and my wife was arguing mm-hmm. before we went to church, which may be something or your kids like that might be common. You know, one person is ready to go the other ones kind of dragging and mm-hmm. one of the kids is dragging and they don't want to be there. And it's mm-hmm. it's difficult to disconnect from that and then to connect with God. Mm-hmm. Or it could be something that happened the day before. Yeah. It could be some sin that was committed during the week. Like it could be anything. I know it's been all of the above for me in my past. Um, where i just find it difficult to worship god and I've even found myself like right in the middle I'll just sit down mm-hmm. like i can't even bring myself to continue standing up looking up to the heavens okay. and singing to god because I'm just not there man and I gotta sit down yeah. and i gotta pray
0: so i gotta get right I was with gonna god. ask you then would you would you believe in the bumper sticker fake it till you make it i mean yeah I mean I think that's that happens a lot. Yeah. But we shouldn't, though. No, no, like, no, we shouldn't. Yeah, we
1: shouldn't. No, we shouldn't fake it till we make it. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. You shouldn't like, fake it. With, you should I, not fake I, it with If God. I feel inauthentic yeah. in what I'm doing, yeah. I'm going to stop
0: doing yeah, it. Yeah, that's good.
1: You know, and it's almost like something in me, like it doesn't happen immediately, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm singing a song, get through song one. I'm singing the song, song two. I ain't been there since I got there, mm. you know, <laughs> mentally and like spiritually. Yeah. And it just takes time to where I just finally say, well, hold up, wait. Yeah. You know, what I mean, I've even walked out of service before, Mm -hmm. you know, and Mm -hmm. like went outside and like just had to have like a come to Jesus moment Mm -hmm. for myself, you know, and in in the past, it would have been and this would have been the past being in prison. I would literally during like the worship or maybe it's during the preaching. Mm -hmm. I just get up and go up to the altar, man, and start praying. Mm -hmm. You know, right in yeah. front of everybody, not caring about what they think. But me, I just feel like you know I need to connect with God in such a way that it's going to help me like worship Him authentically mm-hmm. and not just stand up there and you know find somebody you don't know and shake their hand when in my heart I don't want to shake none of these people's hands. <laughs> I don't even want to be here. Yeah, and that's all indicative of a problem
0: that's in me. But you're not creating additional problems by faking it and by lying. Like I've done that though. I, I know, and but it feels like a, a bunch th- of BS. <laughs> I think I think though in the church, like today especially, like we would embraced fake it till you make it, and we. But. What I see you doing is healthy like acknowledging like no I don't I'm not into it I need to get get my heart right like that's the more genuine thing to do because if you keep going every week and faking it and the way you deal with the, your inner turmoil is by just faking it years are going to go by and guess what you're a fake. Yeah you never going to be connected yeah, with God. You you are a fake. Yeah. And and that's not a place you want to be in. You need to be real with yourself. I got to be man. Got to yeah. be real with God. I mean... Real with God. Real with, real with others. Oh, man. We're, uh, <laughs> we're, coming I, up, we're coming up on time. Uh, maybe we could do another episode someday know, about time this. Time
1: flies, talking, man. Um, I think people get the point, though. Yeah, they get right? the point. Great examples. Yeah. Um, How we can examine ourselves and look for bumper stickers and then, you know, the way we deal with them. You know, like I'm a, I'm a big proponent of when you identify a problem, you better have solutions. Mm-hmm. Cause then it's like knowing the problem exists is good, but if you don't know how to fix it, then it's almost like it's even worse. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have a problem and not know it, and let it continue <laughs> than know I have a problem and not know how to fix it. Okay, me personally, that might be yeah, crazy. Yeah,
0: but that's just me. Well, hopefully now we're giving people some tools to detect the problem, and
1: well, we need to give them some tools on how to correct it, yeah, like to, stuff how to, to do because detect- we can't we can't assume. Yeah. That they people are gonna know how to fix it. Yeah. If they find like if you find it's broken, yeah. like my TV don't work. Duh, when I hit the power button, it don't <laughs> turn on. I don't know how to fix it though. Yeah. Like I need to be
0: taught how to yeah. fix it if there's no other repairman yeah. around but well, we got more episodes where we can help we people got more with episodes. some of these issues yeah. uh, but this is the first this is the first part yeah. sniffing out your own uh, your own bs
1: sniff it out man so get your nose yeah. ready call yourself a hound dog <laughs> whatever it takes man start sniffing it out and start seeing we believe that in doing this is going to lead us to a closer relationship with god it's going to help our leadership in our household in every aspect of mm-hmm. our household And in our um, worship time at church and in our relationship is going to make everything better, richer, more authentic. And what you might find is once you're doing this work yourself, God may use you to help other Mm -hmm. people do this hard work, too. And then it becomes a Mm -hmm. double blessing. A blessing for you and a blessing for somebody and else. And if you
0: find some other scriptural examples that stand out for you, like I have a list here of uh, like... Yeah, he got too many for 30 I got minutes. I got 20 or 25 <laughs> of them. If you find some more of your own, let us know and uh, uh, it'd be an encouragement to us. Cool. Yep. Well, man, thank you for
1: tuning in. We went over a little bit, but that's okay, man. This stuff, I think, is worthwhile. This, we can find healing in this. So, man, check us out. Like us. Email us. Like... Pass it on to somebody else, man. But y'all have a blessed day. See ya. And don't step in no BS. (laughs) Peace.